Hi everyone and welcome to episode 252 of Mighty White's podcast. I'm Jack, as always, joined by Casey. Nana. How's things, mate? R- rough day at work, being projectile sick. That was fun, but um, made it to a safe space at least. Well, fortunately, mate, you always look like shit, so you can't tell just from looking. No, that's fine, yeah. The, the, the washed out look is actually just my skin tone. Um <laughs> But yeah, I think it's the I think it's the running that's uh, that's finally broken me. Yeah, and well, it seems to have had a bit of an adverse effect on a few of the teams, but so far not us, because we're going to wait and do it in a more spectacular manner later. Yeah. <laughs> Points ahead, smart white wrestler. Um, so we'll start with Leeds on Saturday, two 0 win away at Plymouth. Um, I did watch this game, but Casey, you probably got a better watch of this game because I was quite busy. This weekend, yeah, it, it it like many Leeds games this season. It started great, and then as it progressed, it got more and more nervy. Um, so I mean, I suppose it got to that frustrating point where, especially in in the second half, we weren't we weren't connecting as many passes as as we should, and probably not causing them as many problems as we should with that team that was out there, but. Um, I can't say they really gave us that many scares either. No, when you're thinking about like saves Millie had to make, like the the best things that he did was he dealt with crosses better than normal, which were ever on goal. And probably the it might well be that the hardest save he had to make was that sort of driven cross that went on target, and I still don't think was a shot. Mm. So they didn't cause as many problems, but while the game's on, the nerves are bigger than that, aren't they? You only realise that afterwards. But, oh no, I bet neutrals thought that was really comfortable. Yeah, it was... Um, it's it's the frustrating thing of, again, you score early on and you're just like, here we go. We'll be all right now. Because, again, we, we typically do pretty well when we get an early goal. And ultimately... We did do well getting an early goal. You know, we won 2-0, but um, it's probably not in the fashion you would have liked. And, and once again, maybe waiting a little bit too long to make changes. But um, Dan James made made his return from injury. Looks really fast. Um, I think Connor Roberts came on and within about 11 seconds was our most attacking player. So I think he came on with about 10 minutes left. We had a throw in, and all of a sudden, he just comes bombing on on the right and saying, "Like, let's, let's take it easy, lads. Let's come on." Well, the only one who probably hasn't played enough football to need to take it easy is Conor Roberts. Um, yeah, you said we got the early goal. Uh, ball sort of breaks down from a throw, and it's bouncing around. And Jorginho Ruta looks up of a bouncing ball and hits sort of a rugby league like up and under cross field which I am calling as a much better pass than a lot of people are giving him credit for. It's not blade of grass perfect, but it's really good vision to pick the space out. And it has to be said, there were Jesse Marsh levels of space on the far side for Willie Nonto. It was just like that clip from the Spurs, that still that you always see from the Spurs away game, where everyone is on one side of the pitch and Kulisevsky Mm. is on the other wing. Well, this was a bit like that. Other than under, um, Nonto has all the time in the world to get there, takes a touch. We'll come back to the touch. It's on his left, t- touch away from the defender afterwards, on his left foot, good finish. 
1-0, really good goal, real nice finish. The only debatable thing is, did he mean to touch that Lamford defender or did he just slightly misjudge his touch? Um, I mean, I would describe it as a delectable through ball that was accompanied by a wonderful first touch. Mm. Um, it, I mean, it throws the defender. It it works out perfectly as a touch. Um I'm, I'm going to be generous. I'm going I'm to give it to him, the vein of form he's, he's been in these last few weeks. I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I'm minded to go the same way. It was something about when the ball goes one side at defender and you go the other that just feels good. Like, you know, obviously Bergkamp, or the actual real one, but only very few people remember the best one of that, which is Eugene Daddy for Tranmere. <laughs> We're bringing um, out yeah. all the big names tonight. Yeah. Unbelievable signing on a free on champ man or free off all that look. Uh, <laughs> um, but it was a really good finish. And it, as I said, that gathers, it sort of topped off that opening 15 minutes because for 15 minutes, I thought we were excellent. Like just all over them, they couldn't get near us. And then basically from then on, we struggled for rhythm quite a lot. I think the main thing was our main route up the pitch was we were playing balls into Rutter who was playing at 10 with Pirou at 9, but was sort of playing, not target man aerially, but just like they were playing everything into his feet and going, you just hold the defenders off and turn because that's what you do. And in terms of his actual on-the-ball stuff like that, he had probably his worst game at season. <laughs> he lost... It's not losing the ball because he loses the ball relatively often, but it's always when he's trying something. You know, trying the complicated through ball or trying that piece of skill to beat a man. This one, he was just genuinely struggling to keep hold of it, which was weird to see. So anyway, having not had that great game, he got an assist and a goal. Um, but the you, you said that we left the changes a bit too late. And again, maybe we did. But the one change that Farker did make when we were struggling in the second half was to swap... Peru and Rutter back to their start of the season roles with Peru at 10 and Rutter up front. And that is what the goal, the second goal came from. Mate, it'll never work. <laughs> Peru picking the ball up deep, bringing it out. Good ball into Rutter, who's running at defenders. He's got a man on his outside, but he, I'm, I'm assuming it was some other, I can't actually remember. But little step over, low driven shot that I think goes through both the defenders and the goalkeeper's legs. Um, the yeah, in terms, of being, in terms of being right in the corner, I couldn't call it a great finish, but he struck it well. Yeah, I think I think the goalkeeper's complaint would be that the defender was in his line of sight. Mm. I would say that he will still be very disappointed. He didn't do better with that. Yeah, and from what I've seen of him, he's a good goalkeeper as well, Hazard. So I was, I must admit, well, I was going to say, I nearly said something that was untrue then. I nearly said I was surprised when that shot went in, but I wasn't. Because as I said, I was out this weekend and I was watching this game on Sky Go. And I got a message off one KC that says, big goal that, about 15 seconds before Jorginho Rutter scored. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and we are live, as soon as I read big goal, that was like, well, it's for Leeds, man, because it had said, fuck's sake, or something, if it was the other way. Uh, which did take away some of the stress, which, in a way, I was actually quite happy about. Uh, I can uh, I can actually counteract uh, that, because uh, last night, our not recently mentioned uh, friend of the podcast, Mark Young, who was a Bradford City fan, obviously they were in um, the 
Pizza um, is it Bristol Street Motors now? I have no idea. I still pizza the, cup <laughs> in the Ethel Cup. Yeah. Um, and I, I got in after playing football with about ten minutes remaining. It was nil nil. Watching the game, and I text I text Youngie the words: Does this go to extra time or does this go to penalties? Mm. Bang one nil Wickham, <laughs> and I just sent a text <laughs> going: Sorry, sorry, well, sorry. Well. You know, the worst one of those was Tuesday night when Rotherham went 3 3 at Switch and Phil Hay tweeted and they scored within about it's scored within about 20 seconds. Um, but I think it's gonna I was I think it's gonna a little bit underappreciated how good a win this is away at Plymouth because we've played this was fourth time playing Plymouth in no time. I think we've sort of become a bit desensitized to how good their home record is. Yeah, they've got they scored lots of goals at home, they've only lost twice at home all season. Yeah, it's two. We have a good side, especially at home, and we kept them to a clean sheet and won fairly comfortably. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I know. I text you with big goal, but I think it was a, another big result, and especially again having the early kickoff. It's uh, it's at least sets you right for the weekend, doesn't it? That we we've done what we have to do at that point. Um, and I know at this point onwards, we're always looking to see what Leicester, Ipswich and Southampton have done. And I include Leicester in that purely because we still obviously have to play them. I think if we didn't have to play them, I probably wouldn't. But They're, uh, they're the one of the three that I'm least bothered about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it, it it's one of those things where I fully get Farker's complaints about having an early kickoff against away to Plymouth, but it's one of those. If you get the result, it's it's a it's a good win. It's a trip that's out of the way with. Um, it puts you in a decent stand. You know, puts you in a decent position for sort of that game week at least. Yeah, um, and obviously getting that early result put the pressure on, but Southampton got an even earlier result because they won 2-0 at West Brom on the Friday. Ipswich won 2-1 at Swansea, but Leicester did blink. 2-1 defeat at home to Middlesbrough. And then the two games in hand got played Tuesday night. As we've already mentioned, Ipswich won 4-3 in like, I don't know, the 129th minute or something. Uh, 90th minute. People who actually watched this game, which I didn't for my own stress level's sake, said that Rotherham were a bit unlucky and probably deserve to get something and for what i think that the ipswich end have been saying basically the same thing but hull city did win 2-1 at southampton good luck which... well done louis coyle yeah I don't, I don't know if he played well done louis coyle yeah and well done to mike wallace from my uni for being a whole fan <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, that, <laughs> but that puts us actual second now because there's no games in hand anymore Level on points with Ipswich, two ahead of Southampton. Um, we've got 14 better goal difference than Ipswich. So we have got, like, goal difference-wise, you would expect us to maintain a better goal difference unless we really collapse, which is possible because there's always something like that happens. But right now, given how everything looks and given the relative run-ins of all the sides, how confident are you? 
I'm feeling fairly confident. I think we said a few weeks, a few weeks ago now, that there's not many teams I am particularly worried about playing in this division. Not not to say that again we're just going to win every game because it's the championship. We will lose to Millwall or someone. It's going to happen. Um. But there's no, you know, there's there's no team I look at in that running and think, I don't think we're going to win that. You know, we've we we absolutely should have done better against Southampton. Um, I was about to say it, the Dell. Then um, I'll stick with, I'll stick with it now. It's what been a while. Two thousand one, two. I mean, yeah. that's it, God. <laughs> Did he though? Makes you think. Makes you think. Yeah. Uh, that's a real shame, is what that was. Um, yeah, like, and, and obviously that that's going to come down and be a, a very tense game. You know, most likely going into the last game of the season. But um, the 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 leadiness in you looks at after Leicester, we have four games in a row against teams who are currently in the bottom six. Do we? Yes. Uh, oh, that- I will. Uh, let me see if I can. Let me see if I can share this now. I have a graphic here with the uh, with the run-ins in. Um, run-ins, runs in. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, it, yeah. I think it is. I think it would technically be runs in because it's orders of play. It's not order of plays. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I, I didn't realize that there were that um, that there were that. It's uh, now now the very lazy part of you looks at playing four teams in a row. It you know was it the um, sort of the was it under Dear Warnock or was it the Grayson running where we ended up losing to like bottom of the league twice in a week because of how the table moved or something daft like that. <laughs> so there is always that little bit in your head um, that worries about that. But in that running there. I look down and, and, you know, we should do better than we did last time against Sunderland. Leicester, Leicester tomorrow is obviously going to be a very tough game because they are an excellent side in this division. Yeah. Um, Hull was a nil-nil draw last time. And, and, and again, we should probably do better in against them. Well, but When you think back to that Hull game, when it was 11 v 11, we were the better side by a distance. But then we had 10 men for 20 minutes and they easily could have won it in that 20 minutes. Yeah. They missed like, didn't they miss like the like basically a complete open goal? We're not long left. Hmm. So like it a was big a one, big 1v1. One one. Yeah, there was an absolute sitter. I can't remember. These I remember messaging again, Mike going, but I, I cannot believe that they've missed that. Um, yeah. Like just looking at us, obviously Huddersfield aren't very good, but Huddersfield away when it's Leeds, there's always something to it. Same goes for Chef Wednesday, and they have improved a little bit. Yeah, I'm very glad in that that the Millwall game is at home. Yeah, we kind of got that. Um, but like Southampton have got, like Middlesbrough have shown that they can do something, but they've dropped off a little bit. But Southampton have got Leicester away, which which is the sort of game that you want them to have. And Ipswich, 
and Southampton have to play each other as well. So there is some drop points guaranteed in all of that. I was going to say this graphic shows up wrong here because it's in, in Ipswich is it's showing Southampton as a, a, a lower mid table according to their colour scheme there. But uh, yeah. Well, they're um, really sure that Southampton aren't going to win another game, you see. <laughs> really, they're really falling away. Um, really bullish. Yeah. You, obviously, you can, there's, there's positives and negatives you can kind of take from each team's running, isn't there? Um, you know, Ipswich only have got two of you know two games against any teams in the top six, um, and they'll they'll win them all with two hundred and thirty second minute goals or whatever it is at this point. Mm. Um, but it's it's just it's interesting to see how that running looks for us as well. I would say that on paper, if I take out leadsiness and my own pessimism. You'd probably say we have the easiest one in there, not by much. Yeah, there's. I mean, you look there again. Leicester, Leicester have to go to to Plymouth, and they've got to get they've got to get something there. It it doesn't sound right saying anything other than they've got to go and get something, does it? No, no, it doesn't quite work with Plymouth. Um, I mean, we have to go to Middlesbrough, and given it's the third third to last uh, game of the season. Um, what is the word that comes before penultimate or after penultimate? I suppose. Um, I don't know if there just, is just one. third to last. Then we'll go. Yeah, with. just just third. But we last. do have to go to Middlesbrough and get a result. Um, because you know that's they're they're such an odd team at the moment, aren't they? To to try and figure out. Uh, but one of the things that I do look get is like that final like final game of the season. Obviously, Southampton Leeds is almost certainly going to be a massive game. While it would be nice for it to all be over by then, everyone who supports any team in the championship has looked at that game on when the fixtures got released and went, Oh, I bet that's gonna be a big <laughs> straight away. But I mean, last day of the season, Leicester have Blackburn at home and Ipswich have Huddersfield at home, so they're both winning. I'm I'm looking forward to somehow Sky being able to justify with about three days' notice going. Actually, we're going to move the Leeds Southampton game back a day. To yeah. uh, I know that they all have to be on at the same time, and we get to show whatever one we want, but we're still going to move it. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, just to make it, we're going to move them all to Friday night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we did it within our own rules, so it's all yeah. fine. You're like, fuck off. Um. Yeah, um, as I as I've recently learned in in Spanish, es lo que es. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And as soon as as soon as I learn in Spanish, and as my friend Leon Vader White would always say, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> always let a cooler head prevail. Um, so right, but outside of all that. Do you reckon you are now more than fifty percent confident that we go up? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I will. I will go to sixty-five percent. I reckon I am still dead on fifty-fifty. Now, looking at it, I think logically it should be higher than that, but there's still the pessimism, and it's because I give us a zero percent chance of winning the playoffs. So it's just I think we've got I think we're fifty fifty to get in the top two and that's it because if we if we come third you can't 
I, I think that whoever wins the playoffs comes fifth or sixth. Because there's four teams that have been really good this season and deserve to go up, really. Like, not... You know how it is. There's, there's those four teams that are the best four teams in this division. So two of them aren't going up. Paul are going up in from sixth. <laughs> I was just having. I want to see who's just outside the playoffs. That's really going to. That's going to upset everyone. Oh, Preston, finally. <laughs> After all these years, what we're going to have the weirdest season in the world, where the star absolutely brilliant. End absolutely brilliant, and they're just a bit shit in the middle. They are ninth in the table with minus eight goal difference. Yeah, they're a weird side this year. Yeah, um, I, I keep picturing um, Bart and is it, Tot, is it Rod Flanders? I think in the mini golf tournament, but with Leeds and Southampton's face uh, badges over the faces. We have decided we are equally good. Yeah, we want to call it a draw, man. Just call, you know what? Call off the playoffs. <laughs> just for a year. And just send all the relegated teams back up. Yeah, um, I don't. I have to bring it up. Did you watch Monday Night Football with uh, Vibes Man? I did, yes. I did. Have you got anything you want to say about it? Because I, I didn't watch it on purpose. <laughs> Because it's, um, I, it was for the same reason I never got around to listening to that podcast that he did. I just couldn't bring myself to listen to the bloke speak for an hour. No, it was it was very frustrating to watch because I know it's not the forum for it. But if you have a manager t- there talking about their tactical philosophy and someone doesn't say, so why didn't this work at Leeds? Hmm. Was it a monologue rather than a conversation? Yeah, like, like, and and look, I, I, again, I know that's not the job of Jamie Carragher to to do that. Who's it? Kind of is though. <laughs> no, if it was Gary, if it was Gary Neville talking about his tactical philosophy at Valencia, he'd ask the question then. <laughs> but because it's it, it's yeah, it's that really frustrating thing of. I get it. They're a guest there, so you're not, uh, so you're not there to humiliate them or anything like that. But it's a it's a perfectly legitimate question. Like, to if you're sat there discussing, talking about right this, if you, I think there's there's the graphic and it, it just popped up on, um, on my YouTube actually, and it literally had the words Jesse Marsh masterclass. For, from Monday Night Football, which is um, I, honestly, I think it's there as a, it's there just to wind up the Leeds fans. But yeah. the, one of the graphics there is kind of it's a bit like the um, the FIFA online lines between players. Yeah, uh, the the Jesse Marsh vibe lines, we'll we'll call them. And again, it's all these players in a very condensed space. Um. And, and Jamie Carrick's like, well, oh, are these triangles, uh, you know, is that is that deliberate? And I'm like, well, if you put three people in any particular space, it's going to be a triangle. That's that's <laughs> how three points work. Um, Jesse Marsh doesn't know much about three points. And again, it's, it's this talk about how, you know, dominating, you know, covering small spaces of the pitch where the ball are, getting lots of bodies in there. 
something, and then Eintracht Frankfurt would win games. Is is what came out of this talk. Um, and yeah, you, you kind of never really came away with like, I, right, I get you believe this, but can you show us examples of you doing it? Yeah, which where you didn't, didn't just have the best team by a mile. Yeah, which we didn't get. Like, the, yeah. at no point did. But the weird thing now is, you know, if I, I do not want this world to exist, but you know, if Jesse Marsh had our exact squad right now in the championship, I don't think he'd do as well as Farke's doing, but he'd probably do fairly well. Because we have good players, and there is a the talent differential is in our favour. So if you had an end-to-end game like that, we may well come out on top quite a lot. But it doesn't work if you are not one of the better sides on paper. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was a frustrating thing to, to to. I sort of made myself do it because I wanted to. One, I wanted to hear on the outside chance that, that someone challenged him about how it went with Leeds. Um, but most of the questions about Leeds were how do you motivate your how do you motivate players when they're in this position or how do you lift your team when you're on a run like that? And and you're also sat there going, Well, he he didn't. He did I suppose he he did briefly when he first came in. The next season, he did not. No. But no, I, I wondered if there was anything actually interesting in it, but it was just basically all the things that we expected then. Yeah. Um. I guess we, we can't dodge it any longer. As much as Enzo, Enzo Moresco has said, for Leeds, this is a massive game. For Leicester, it is just another game. So, there's your team talk, lads. <laughs> Thank you, Billy Davis. Because I don't look, it is a massive game. It's first three second, and if Leicester, I mean, if Leicester win this, that's pretty Who's, much yeah. If if, if that's pretty we, much them done. Yeah, if 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 results go the right way, because you know they'll as much as they'll talk about it, there will still be an eye on Southampton and Ipswich. But if it just takes that one week for results to go their way, and they are home and dry, yeah. And it's it, and it, and you know, it is near enough done at this point. Like they very much have a hand on the trophy. Oh yeah, but, absolutely. But it does, um, you know, as you look, if if we win, we're on seventy-two points. It's still six points, which at this point of the season would be a big swing. Mm. But it's not impossible. Oh, yeah. Like, if Leeds win tomorrow, I'll still think Leicester are going to win the league. Like, it won't change anything from that. But it is a massive game, this. And it's sort of one. It's not like it's must win. It's not even must not lose, really, in the situation we're in. Because every team is going to drop some points. The first thing I'll do before we get into anything talking about them, because it's just going to be saying they're they're a really good player, they're a really good player, they're a really good player. Because that's what Leicester have got, and that is also what we've got. Right now, would you take a point? Uh, No. Like you say, because... I don't know actually. If 
if if I'm thinking about this completely logically, if we if we took a point now and then you looked at the next four games we have, where feasibly, if you're playing four of the bottom six mm. and you're a team in our position, there is a realistic chance of getting twelve points from that. Yeah, and we got a point from Leicester. It's not bad, is it? From five games. No. Now, like. I'm. We've been good enough at home, and our form is so good that I would be willing to take the bet of no. You play the game, go to win. But I'm not going to be sad if we get a point. If we get a point, it stops us dropping to fourth this weekend. Unless Southampton win, literally, like you know, um, where it would literally be thirteen nil. Like we would get because there is a, a thing of this where even if we. We play all right, we lose because Leicester are good as well and we come out the long end of a decent game. And then, you know, not surprisingly, Ipswich win at home to Birmingham and Southampton win at home to Millwall and suddenly you're fourth and you feel like, how the fuck have we won eight games in a row when we're fourth? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it is a bit like So if we got a point, I would not at all be disappointed with it. But current form, we are playing well enough to feel like we've got a decent shot at winning. I'm actually, I'm actually going to have a look now because I'm, I'm curious if the bookies have got us favourites for this because I think they probably will. Oh God, we're twenty-one to twenty. You can get twelve to five. That's just at one bookie twelve to five on Leicester, so you can probably get five to two on Leicester if you chop around, and that feels like quite a big price because Leicester's. Like we're the best home side in the league, but Leicester are the best away side in the league as well. I bet. And I think the were last I checked, and I haven't checked for a while, but the, the only games that they've lost since have been at home. The mega powers explode. So it's a it's a huge game, this. They will start with a four two three one, but um Pereira will probably step up into midfield. James Justin will go across and make a bit of a three. Pereira going in will will help Winks cover midfield, which will allow Jewsbury Hall to really push on. Um, they've got really good wingers, obviously, because they've, they've got... Uh, Steffi Mavididi is pretty good, but it's that Fatawu who's been playing absolutely brilliantly. Every, and he looked really good against us. Uh, Fatawu has, I believe, already hit 24 big chances created this season, which beats Ryan Giles' record from last season, which was the most ever... And wow. Rutter's like two, and Rutter's like two behind him. Yeah, like it is. They are the two best creative forces in the league. Just, I'm just looking at uh, they they lost two one to Middlesbrough last time out, and uh, I think the fairest thing to say is uh, they were truly FM'd. Well, yeah. you see, I the only game that I actually watched at the weekend was the Leeds game because I had loads on. Yeah, as as I look here, and the only stat that lets Leicester down is they had twenty four shots, only two on target. Mm. They lost two one to Middlesbrough, who had five shots, two on target. Leicester seventy two percent possession, six hundred ninety six passes to two hundred eighty nine. Twelve corners to four. Just could not finish. So, as someone who didn't watch that game, I'm willing to say that they were a bit unlucky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really know what to even say about it because, like, you know, Hermanson in goal is a really good goalkeeper. Pereira is good. If they play Vestergaard and Wout fast, I still think you can get at Vestergaard. 
Um, I are, I aren't his biggest fan. We've got that Callum Doyle, and I think he's probably marginally. I'd 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 think he's less easy to get at than Vestergaard. Like Vestergaard is a good target for the pressing and stuff like that. Um, how. Harry Winks is a... I mean, he isn't as good as some people think he is, but there's a reason that he's played for England and everything. He is a good player. Uh, I'm not sure who they'll go... I'm not sure who they'll go for up top. I know Vardy scored recently, so it'll probably be him, but we've also got Daka. Ian Acho will be fully back for, and everything from uh, AFCON. Uh, they don't have Ndidi, though, and I... I did. I can't remember the exact stat, so apologies. But their their win record with Ndidi is absolutely ridiculous. And of like the five games I've lost, four of them were when Ndidi wasn't playing. So that's something that we can look at to help us a little bit. They've also lost uh, Cassidy out of midfield because he's gone back to Chelsea. Hmm. This the the game at uh, at Leicester. Is it now, sort of at this point of the season, as we look back, is that one of Joel Peru's best performances? Um, because I he feel played, like he played well. I think it's off the top of my head. It's definitely his best off the ball performance. Yeah, because I, th I think that's one of the things. It's one of the things we were really worried about going into this was that um, Peru might get a bit lost in this game playing against a team that's going to get the ball forward quickly and, and it, it might just pass him by. Um, and well, if I remember rightly... That game, we basically just camped in there third, didn't we, and just kept winning the ball back. Yeah. Um, it was... Yeah, it was a really it was a really good performance. I know... Um, in fact, was it was it Fatawa who had that curling shot that, kept, that cannoned off the bar? Yeah, that would have been one of the better goals of the season if it had gone in. Yeah. But it was a it was a really good performance, was that. Um so again you you just hope we can kind of hit that again because um I think real you know there'll be obviously now we'll have the few changes in there from, from that game. Obviously no Strauch. Um yeah. again I suppose it now comes to you're not gonna drop Nonto with the form he's in, we can't really I, make it unless someone's got in. And since the press conference, there hasn't, there wasn't anything in the press conference. Unless someone's got injured that we don't know about, there won't be any changes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be the same team again. What is it? Eight straight wins now. Are we at? Uh, I believe in the league. That's eight. Yeah, we've won and we've won every game in the league in twenty twenty four. I don't see why we can't do that till the end of the season. Just win every I, league game. I, I, I see why. The championship <laughs> is... Um, you don't even get that on like football manager, really. No. <laughs> um, I was just looking. It looks like they have pretty consistently been picking uh, Dennis Pratt as uh, the number 10, which... I mean, he was really... I haven't seen as much of him this he, he didn't really kick on the way that he looked like he was going to at one pace. But I suppose the more creative, the most creative threat comes from Jusby Hall anyway. And they have been picking Dakar, but I think that they might go with Vardy because Vardy loves playing us. 
I've really, I've really come to realise this season. I don't like the name Keenan. Be Kean, be Kia, be Keenan. Not all of them. Yeah, so I, I half thought of a joke then, but then couldn't remember the full Latin. Yeah, I was going for like a Vinny Vichy Vidi Latin joke off the way you were saying it. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't quite get it round in my head in time. Um yeah, he's like just had the time of his life this season, I imagine, football wise as Kane of Chewsbury Hall. Um, uh, yeah, well, I'm just, I'm just glancing uh, who scored now, which I think does include the Cups, but he's started 30 games, he's got 10 goals, 12 assists. It's, it's a solid season, isn't it? Yeah, and for, that for Tawu has nine assists, but it sounds like he should have had a lot more than that. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think there was I think there was a few wondering if, if Jewsbury Hall was going to go in in January, but I didn't think for him it would make much sense because one, I don't think he he was, you know, that move was going to be the thing that got him into the England squad in the summer. Yeah. That depending on who he goes to, realistically, you're probably not achieving. You know, he'll get his medal, but you're not going to be there to lift the trophy if you leave. Um, well, in the summer, I thought it was going to go to Liverpool because it was before they bought two midfielders. So I thought at that point they needed midfielders. So I thought that was going to happen, but then it didn't. And I believe he is like a boyhood Leicester fan and everything. So once they were top of the league in January, he wasn't going to go anywhere. No. Like, he'll go, no, no, I'll let this out. It's fine. We'll be... Because <laughs> like, he can be pretty confident that they're going... And, like Even if they lose this game, they'll still be... You know, one to fifty to get promoted. Yeah, and then again on top of that, and I know this is stuff we've said before, but if you go down and you keep Vardy, Daka, and and Ian Acho, like that's that's mad. Yeah, and I mean, like Daka, they paid like a lot of money for, so I assume he's on massive wages, which I know is the case for some of our players as well. Um. Ian Acho, when he's on, he's absolutely brilliant. Like I, I just keep looking and thinking, God, you add him, like say he's fully fit and firing and they moved him into like 10 ahead of Dennis Pratt. That's a terrifying front four. But I suppose the thing that we have to remember is we've con- we've barely conceded, not even goals, we're barely conceding chances at the minute. It just you don't think of that because that doesn't feel very Leeds United. Hmm. I've got we've got used to our defense just consistently being fairly shit, but at the minute it's been excellent. I mean, I hate to bring it up because Furpo's been so good, but for Tawu versus Furpo is scary. Yeah, yeah, a touch. Like um... is, there's no way around it. Like even if Furpo has a good game, you'd back him to skin him a few times. Yeah, we um, yeah, you, you, we do have a few bits to still be worried about. Um, I'm worried about Furpo as well, purely because I'm saying this now, and this is in the grand scheme of things for Julia Furpo, still a decent performance. Plymouth was a bit of a quieter game for him, and I think we've ruined him by making a song for him, however catchy it might be. A non-ironic song. Yeah. We had songs, but there were 
I won't do it now. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I always like it, it's a hangover from the Bielsa era that I look at like matchups across the pitch. Like they, as good as their forwards are, I'm I back Rodon and Ampadu to do well. Gray versus Steffi Mavadidi. Mavadidi's definitely got enough to beat him, but I don't think Mavadidi will do well the other way. If Gray is able to get forward and Nanto sort of can get inside, where just Justin will naturally go inside a little bit as well because of where Pereira steps up to. So I think it's sort of Rutter running away from Winks and Gray getting space down the right side. I could see being our two sort of main routes towards goal in this. And obviously any quick counter-attack, because for one thing, that goes for both teams. If we're forward and they catch us on the counter, they'll be dangerous and the same goes the other way. I, yeah. um, I don't really know. I don't really know for sure what to think about this game score-wise, because I feel like it legitimately could be pretty much anything. No, I, I think that's completely reasonable. It, you know, it, it very much depends on what teams turn up. And, um, you know, you, you talk about sort of your, your 1v1 battles and I'm kind of looking at Gruev and, and Kamara and how they're going to get on with Jewsbury Hall and Winks as well. Mm. Um, I have, Winks, I think, will stay mostly deep, so I'm not so worried about that. But if if Jewsbury Hall joins, like gets for Judge Pret and basically makes him into a four, that like Pereira in midfield as a two and he pushes forward to give him like basically two number tens, that's going to be very difficult for Kamara and Gruev, especially Kamara. Because he's he is a bit prone to getting caught ahead of the ball. Hmm. Yeah, it'd be. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'm. I'm very interested to see how it works out this time. Obviously, with the, with the few changes to the teams that's that's happened from last time. But um, you know, again, you, I think you mentioned Gray early. You just, you just hope he has a decent time of it defensively. Um, mm. But at least now you've also got the confidence that. If it's not working out, we we have do have a decent right back on the bench that I would I would fancy to come on with about yeah. fifteen minutes although, left. Although I can say, although he won't do that, he does have that option. Yeah, um, I did just I it's the first time I've looked at it. Uh, you actually got a dead on prediction against Plymouth, KC. Ah, oh, wonderful. Yeah, the two 0 win, which puts you in the lead on fifty points. Um, both Alex and Connie had two one, so forty four. Uh, I'm on 34 with some of my uh, pessimism, which I'll be honest is coming back for this prediction because I want everything in Leeds' favour. There's going to be all of them. There's, there might even be money on Leicester. That is how much I'm trying to put the mockers on Leicester for this game. <laughs> you dad's um, put them in a knacker. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, he'll do that before I've even spoke to him. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so... Uh, my, I, my phone is on charge way over there, and I heard it buzz, so I think Connie has sent me a prediction, but I aren't, I aren't getting up to sort it out. I'll put it in the sheet after. But Alex has sent me a 3-1 win. I think this is going to be high scoring. I've got 3-2 Leicester to try and put the knockers on him a little bit. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a repeat performance and and say it's a one nil win. One nil win. Well, it was a massive event because that was the uh, tap in after Byram's header was well served, wasn't it? Yeah. We are still missing Byron for this. Uh, Shackleton's back. He didn't fully rule Bamford out. He made it sound a little bit unlikely, but he didn't fully rule him out. But I would assume that even if he does sneak on, it'll be on the bench. Was it? I think was it before the Plymouth game. I think he'd originally said ten to twelve days, which yeah. Um, I think we were all fairly happy with given given Bamford's recent injury records. Hmm. Um, but. Yeah, I, I, you know, you know, I'll, I'll be happy with the team we'll be putting out because aside from Bamford, um, it's going to be the same as it has been pretty much since January. Yeah. Well, that will do us for episode two hundred and fifty-two. Uh, is is the Chelsea game Wednesday next week? It is, isn't it? It is. Yeah. God. I, it's without far in the FA Cup, it's Chelsea. I could not give a fuck about the match. <laughs> and I keep forgetting it's even a thing. Yeah. Uh, it does mean that we'll probably we'll be back before that game. I I don't know. Probably probably Tuesday, because I'm I'm working until like midnight on Monday. So Tuesday sounds like probably the best bet. But yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll have to see what happens with people's work schedules and stuff like that because it, it might just be a tweet out predictions job. But yeah, that is it for two. For, oh, Charlie Allen's going on to York. That was the one bit of news I forgot to mention. So yeah, uh, that will do us. I've been Jack. See ya. I've been Casey. Have a good one. In a bit. <laughs>